Hello everyone and welcome to the Video Games and Good Conversation podcast. I'm your host Zorvax and today we're going to be talking about retro gaming and more specifically retro game collecting. It's something I started doing more so recently than I have in the past. I've always held on to all my video game systems throughout the years, back to our original Atari, Nintendo, Super Nintendo, etc. And for the most part, they've been in storage up until the last uh, few weeks here. My original systems, like my Nintendo and Super Nintendo, are still with my parents, but my wife fortunately already owned these systems, so... I didn't actually need to bring those with me. I do have the majority of my games for the Super Nintendo still, uh, but I am missing a large part of my collection for Nintendo and PS2 and a couple others. Very recently I decided to break these systems out of storage and start playing around with them, mostly due to one of my good friends who goes by Biff McSkylark who is an avid retro gamer and retro game streamer and he helped me kind of get hooked up with all the uh, the hardware necessary to be able to play these systems on newer TV systems and to be able to stream them on Twitch uh, using those. So that kind of gave me the inspiration to pull out all my old systems and all my old games and also um, to start collecting games that I've never played before or maybe I played but never bought or maybe I had them at one point and I don't anymore, whether it's because my parents have them or they've just been lost over the years or whatever the case may be. Out of all these systems, I'm probably getting the most use out of the PS2 and the GameCube. Um, Not necessarily because they're my favorite systems, but mainly just because there's a lot of games out there. They have, uh, especially the PS2 has a very large library and the games tend to be a lot cheaper. Now there are some that are still really expensive and I just probably will not buy those games. Um, but for the most part, I've been able to pick up a lot of the games I have for anywhere between $2 up to you know, 10 to 20 for your, your average PS2 game. Um, same for the GameCube games. I've managed to get a few for as low as like a dollar or two at thrift stores and I've paid upwards of 15 or 20 for ones that I just really wanted to get my hands on. But I'm also still using my Super Nintendo, my Nintendo 64, my Sega Genesis. Those are all systems that are also um, hooked up and ready to go. I'm using the RetroTink 2X Classic as a way to um, output HDMI signal from these devices. I basically bought S-Video cables for the Nintendo systems because the the Super Nintendo, the Nintendo 64, and the GameCube all have the same analog plug-in for audio video. And then I also bought a PS2 S-Video cable so that I could get the best um, of the analog signal I could out of those systems. And those go directly into the RetroTank, which has inputs for S-Video, component, and composite cables, and it outputs through a mini HDMI port, which I have a a mini HDMI to regular HDMI cord that I bought with the system. It was like an extra 10 bucks, I think. And with that, I can feed it directly into my capture card and be able to stream these systems on Twitch, or if I want to capture gameplay to like 
you know, put it on YouTube or something. That's actually something that's really cool that uh, Biff McSkylark does. He has been recording, like, retro game intros, you know, the intro when the game first boots up and uh, and posting them in, like, high, super high quality and they look really awesome and really cool. It gives you that, uh, that awesome nostalgia hit and I really enjoy when he posts those. But yeah, my experience so far with trying to collect retro games, um, for one, it seems like there's a lot more people doing it nowadays. I don't know if it's because obviously the rise of YouTube and a lot of collectors on YouTube um, doing the same thing and talking about it and kind of inspiring other people to do the same thing. But there is, there's definitely a big market out there, and I think if you if you hunt for them, you can still find some really good deals. Like I said, a lot of the ones I picked up have been relatively cheap as far as I'm concerned. I picked up um, Ninja Gaiden Sigma for PS3, which <laughs> I know it's not necessarily retro, but it's it's getting there. It's actually, the, the PS3 and the Xbox 360 are starting to get closer to that point, but I got that for like six bucks. Um, speaking specifically of PS2 games, I got... Uh, Max Payne 2 for like four bucks. Um, I got ATV Off-Road Fury, which was just a, a favorite from when I was younger. I got that for like two bucks. Um, I picked up Tenchu on the PS1 for two bucks. Um, I got, let's see, what else did I pick up? Haven, which is a game, Haven Call of the King. I've never played it before. It was recommended to me uh, by Vladimir, one of our streamers for Cause team members. Um, and a good friend of mine, and I picked that up, I think it was like three, three dollars maybe. Um, and all of these have the cases, not all of them have manuals, but they all at least had the cases with them, so they're definitely some, some good deals out there. I got, uh, Mercenaries for original Xbox, which works with the Xbox One backwards compatibility, I think I paid like five or six bucks for that. And this is all from a local game shop, all of these ones, uh... I actually went out of my way to try to find local game stores in the area, and I had missed this one originally. It didn't come up in my search for some reason, uh, but it's about, eh, I think, 25 or 30 miles away from me. And they have an awesome selection, everything from Atari to current systems. I mean, PS1, PS2, PS3, Xbox, uh, Xbox 360 and 1, um, Sega Dreamcast, Sega Saturn. Sega Genesis, Super Nintendo, Nintendo 64, PSP, I mean, pretty much you name it, they had at least some games for it, and all of them were, were very well priced, either at or below what I've seen things going for on eBay. And I wanted to talk about that because I know a lot of us do like to shop online because it's convenient and it's generally easier to find exactly what you're looking for, but a lot of times you can find these games for a better deal and support a local business in your own area by you know looking for and checking out these little game stores and i know there are some out there who do price gouge or they you know maybe they just look online and they take like the high end of the average price for the game and go for that and not that there's anything wrong with that but you know the fact of the matter is is that obviously for me personally i'm not going to pay more for a game in a store if i can get it online for cheaper but if you can, if you have the ability to, definitely support those local game stores and keep them alive, because uh, there's really nothing quite like the feeling of going into that game store and seeing 
the the shelves and shells of all these games just laid out where you can actually pick them up and look at the cases and open them up and look at the manual and just uh, I, I spent the first time I went easily an hour and a half or more and the time just flew by in an instant just looking through all the games and being nostalgic over the ones that I had played in the past and looking at the ones that I never tried out and wanted to to see what they were like and I think that's the biggest thing for me really is that when it comes to a lot of the PS2 games like there's so many PS2 games I just I couldn't have played near close to all of them and most of the ones that I've tried out that have been suggested to me have been a lot of fun and when especially if you're only paying a few dollars for these games you know less than ten dollars a game like you really can't <laughs> complain about that you're you're mostly going to get your money's worth for anything that you buy uh and as far as the ones that are more expensive i mean i'm not going to buy them there's a good uh, for instance um def jam fight for new york was suggested to me by biff and i you know i checked it out and really awesome game but it goes for like 60 to 80 bucks on PS2 from what I've seen, like on the low end. And I'm just not willing to spend that much on a PS2 game. <laughs> I'm not necessarily saying that it wouldn't be worth it. I'm just not willing to do that. Uh, and there's been a couple in instances of that too. Like somebody mentioned Grandia on PS1. And I looked that up, and that's another one that goes for, you know, 50, 60 plus dollars or more, depending on the condition and if it's complete and all that. And that's another thing about collecting. Uh, it it kind of depends on what you really want to get out of it. Because, like, me personally, I care more about having the case than it necessarily being a complete copy. Like, it's really cool to have the game manuals and everything with it. But I mainly want the game because I want to play it. Like, I'm not looking to just have a big shelf full of games to, to show off on the internet or to look at every day and be like, oh yeah, I have all these games. Like, I want to play the games, that's why I'm buying them. So, having a complete copy isn't a big deal to me because I'm not planning on ever reselling them in the future. Um, I just want to have them. Like, having the cases more so matters to me because I do have them on a shelf and I do have them organized. I went through and I, I separated them all by console and I put them all in alphabetical order. So if I want to play something, I can find it very easily. So having the, the games in their cases makes that a lot easier. And not to mention the fact that even if you have... A game that's in a generic case or without a case you can you can get a case and you can just print off um, the cover for it there's a great website called the cover project that people will scan and upload all of their um, game case artwork so that you can download it and print it and I've printed gosh I already printed probably like six or seven off of there and they're really great quality and once you cut them out and put them in the case, they look really good. Obviously, they don't look perfect, and it depends on what kind of paper you use and you know how high quality the image is and all that. But if you're not, if you're like me and you're not worried about it being an exact match, like it still looks good sitting up on the shelf and like it looks like the real thing at a glance, which is all I really care about. I just want them to look nice and to be able to find them easy on my shelf. But overall, so far, it's been a really awesome experience. Like I said, got to give a big shout out to Biff on all this for really reigniting my passion for these old game consoles and 
uh, inspiring me to pull them out from storage and actually use them again. One of the things I do want to touch on is emulation, which is something that <laughs> is kind of a touchy subject for some people and, you know, gray areas and all that. But um, I had a discussion with some friends about this the other day when it comes to, you know, backwards compatibility with the new video game system versus having to, to emulate and all that. And for me personally, my first choice obviously is playing on the original hardware, but let's face it, that's not always a possibility. And as these systems are getting older and older, there's more chance that they're gonna break down and not work anymore. I mean, the PS2 now is about 20 years old. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's really only a matter of time before these systems start to fail more and more. And then you're not really gonna have an option because the PS3 only played PS2 games if you had the original model. The later run models did not play PS2 games. And same thing with the PS4. The PS4 does not play PS3 games. So as we're moving forward, we're having less options to actually load up and play these games legitimately. And that's something that I do have to give to Xbox is that they have been a lot better than Sony anyways about making sure that we can play our Xbox 360 and even some of our original Xbox games on the one like I said mercenaries I popped in their original Xbox one game and I had to install and everything but once it was good and once it was installed it was good to go and I was playing on my Xbox one without having to have an original Xbox and to me like that's a really big deal and if they continue to do that with the the Xbox Series X or whatever it is they're calling it and I can still play my original xbox games and my 360 games and if they even continue to work and bring more games into that uh, backwards compatibility list like that's going to be a, a huge deal to someone like me who has all these games and wants to be able to play them even if my systems break down and i can't play on the original console anymore so i'm really hoping that sony comes through uh at this point we know pretty much for sure that they're going to do backwards compatibility with the ps4 because they've already had the little tech demos with them loading like ps4 games on the 5 and saying oh look how fast it loads so from that we can gather that they are going to play four games but we have no idea if there's going to be anything with ps3 or ps2 games that being said emulation has come a long way and i think that emulation is something that is important to preserving these games and an ability uh, in a way you know to play them moving forward and I don't personally know how to do it yet but I'm going to start looking into how to how to rip my games from the disc and make you know backup copies of them so if I do need to emulate I can do it the you know correct way I can use my own system bios I can use my own ripped games and all that good stuff uh, and be able to do that just in case PS2 goes down and I no longer have a way to play these games. But I'm still holding out hope that maybe Sony will come through for us and allow us to have backwards compatibility. I mean, I would even pay for a separate system that did, like, like bring out another model of PS3 that does PS3, 2, and 1 games. Like, I will pay for that 100% but I don't foresee that happening, unfortunately. I think I've rambled 
on quite enough in this video. Um, that's just a little, I, I honestly, I could go on for the, with this for a long time because this is something that I'm really passionate about. And I'm really, really enjoying getting into playing these games and collecting them and everything again. So expect to hear some more videos about this in the future. And if you're interested in all in these old games, I stream them all the time on my Twitch channel. I've already played through Max Payne. I'm currently working on playing through Enter the Matrix. I'm going to work on playing through Metroid Prime. Like all of these games that I have and I've bought, I'm planning on streaming them all. So if you want to check any of them out, you can head over to my Twitch. Uh, I'm Zorvax on there, twitch.tv slash Zorvax. You can follow my channel to let you know when I go live. You can hang out with us. We can talk about retro games. You can actually see these games being played live uh, via, you know, the, the retro tank and everything. And we'd love to have you. So, but that's about it for me, guys. I appreciate you. If you've gotten to this point, listen to the whole thing. You are a boss and I appreciate you. Stay safe out there and I will catch you guys all in the next podcast.